0: Welcome, you guys. My name is Phoebe, and I have the privilege and honor of being one of the high school youth pastors with Tony here in HSM. And I have a fun time getting to do what I do. Um, And a little shout out today. My younger sister from Dallas is in town. Everyone wave to Lexi in the back. Lexi is here. She's so sweet. She's so fun. Um, If you haven't met her, if you weren't playing Bananagrams, you'll have to meet her. She's a cool, cool gal who lives in Dallas. but something that I want you to share with the person next to you, or maybe the two people next to you, or the person behind you or in front of you, is what is your favorite song? Simple question. You don't have to commit. You don't have to commit. Like If you're like, ah, there's so many songs, maybe just one song that comes to mind. With the person next to you, what is a song that you absolutely love? What's a song you love? Did anyone say Taylor Swift, Cruel Summer, Love Story, maybe? Come on. All right. I want to hear, hear a few. I want to hear a few. Sarah in the back has a favorite song. Sarah, what's your favorite song? Oh, wait. I can't, I can't hear everyone. I'm hearing too many people at once. Sarah, what's your favorite song? A Michael Jackson song. Anyone relate? Okay. What about over here? Somewhere over here. What do we have? Okay, I'm seeing a a nudge from Brother Kyle, and I'm forgetting Carly. Okay, maybe it's a Taylor Swift song. Maybe it's an Olivia Rodrigo song. Yes, what do you think? Thriller? Oh, my gosh, you guys are like throwbacks. Yes, Tristan. Who is it by? Perfect. This is actually great. Because I was wondering if you knew who, raise your hand if you know who sings your favorite song. Maybe a lot of you. Now raise your hand if you know raise your hand if you know who wrote your favorite song. Who wrote it? Less of you. If you chose a Taylor Swift song, it has to be Taylor Swift. She's a singer-songwriter. Same with like Ed Sheeran. But my favorite song, I know. My personal favorite song I'm gonna wait, because you wanna hear it. My favorite song is Cowboy Take Me Away by the Dixie Chicks, also known as the Chicks. And I had to look it up, because I was like, I actually don't know who wrote this song. It's one of my very favorite songs. Lexi and I grew up on the Dixie Chicks, but I don't know who wrote it. And it's this guy, his name is Marcus H- Humman. Don't know him, never heard of him before. All right, there's a lot of side conversations happening. If you guys do, I'll put this little PSA. If you need to have a side convo, you can always go to the very back in our alley. But during this time, we don't get to have side conversations unless I'm asking you to ask a question. But my favorite song is written by someone I didn't even know existed. And today, as Tony mentioned, we're going to be talking about sharing the gospel, which is evangelism, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. And something about evangelism and sharing the gospel is that it's very humble. Oftentimes, You won't even be able to remember who was the first person to share the gospel with you explicitly. But it is a story that you retell over and over and over again. In the same way that I know the story of of Cowboy Take Me Away by the Dixie Chicks. I know it by heart. I know it so well. But I don't know who was the first one to tell the world about it. Like, I don't know who Marcus Hummon is. In the same way, we're going to be practicing a skill today in which you might use one day, but you might never get the credit for. And so what we're entering into is something that's very humble, because the point is not to make it about you. It is the point is about to make it about the story that has changed your life for all of eternity. And so what we are going to do today is very, very humble. We're going to talk about how to show up. We're in the, in HSM, we're in the middle of a series called How To. We've talked about how to wake up, how to read your Bible, how to mess up, how to confess. Today we're talking about how to show up, how to share the gospel. Next week we're talking about how to, how to pay up, how to spend money. And these are four things that we do every single day. Every single day you show up. You show up to something. You show up to school or to, to sports, you show up to a club, you show up to the grocery store with a parent, you show up even to your family. We interact with people all the time. In fact, we will most likely meet face-to-face, introduce ourselves to over 10,000 people during our lifetime. You are going to show up over and over and over again. So we're gonna take a look at how God asks us to step in to kingdom-like living and to spread the gospel by sharing the good news of Jesus Christ when we do show up in people's lives. And I'm going to be giving you sort of these handholds, these tips, these four tips. And so you can look underneath your seat. You're going to have a bigger piece of paper, and on it it says salt. Ooh, ah. All right. I want you to take a look at it. Take a moment. I'm going to give you a moment to just whisper to the person next to you. You can whisper right now. Talk about it. What do you think? Look over it. And then I'm going to get your attention. Look over it. Ooh. There's a prayer on the back we're going to be reading. Ah. All right. Now I'm going to grab your attention again. Tell your neighbor, all right, shh. Time to be quiet. Good job. Good job. We're going to look at these four steps, tips, on how to share the gospel. And there's a temptation here for me to just tell you how to actually just share the explicit gospel, but we need to take three steps back and say, wait, but how do you even interact with someone in like the conversation before sharing the gospel? Because I don't actually want to send you out from this place and for you to show up on, uh, to, into math class and with the person you're sitting next to that you've never even said hello to before, don't even know their name, for you to lean over and say, the good news of Jesus Christ is boom, 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 boom. That's not super effective because you've created no trust with them. They have no reason to want to believe or even be curious about what they're sharing with you. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take three steps back and we're going to start with a conversation. S is going to stand for start a conversation. First things first, you've got to introduce yourself. There's always going to be room for growth here. Even as adults, we have to grow in our ability to just start a conversation. It's something that's super intimidating. And most of you engaged in that when you found a partner, you're looking for the number, you found a partner for that game, Head and Shoulders Knees Cup, and you saw this person that you might have met, never met before, or maybe even worse, you have met before, and you like forgot their name, or maybe you didn't become friends, and that was awkward for you, and you're like, oh, this is so awkward, we got paired up. And then you have this moment where people are still trying to find their, their numbers, and... You're like, how, what do we even say? How, what do we talk about? You engaged in that right then. Some of you did start a conversation, but others of you just stood and didn't know what to say or do. So I wanna give you a couple tips here. In that S category, start a conversation, these are just a few things that you could do. You could introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Phoebe, and I have two awesome roommates, Ashley and Amberly, and we like to have so much fun and have bonfires. That's something about me. You can introduce yourself. Something else that you could do is you could give a compliment. You could be like, oh my gosh, I love the shirt that you're wearing. Or those shoes are so cool. You could give a compliment. The third thing you could do, you could crack a joke, specifically one that builds up. Cracking a joke that actually tears down by saying something silly or mean about the way they wore their hair today, that's not going to create any trust. But you can crack a joke that actually builds up. Something else you could do is mention a shared experience. Maybe you have met this person before, or maybe you're in the same class or on the same team, or maybe on opposing teams of some sort. You can share that experience together and be like, remember that time that we got to experience this with one another? Or, oh my gosh, I remember when I first met you. This is what we did. Something else that you could do is actually ask for help. This is one of the most engaging ways to meet someone. You're working on something or you're doing something and you realize, man, I haven't met this person yet. I could bring them into what I'm doing. Hey, do you mind helping me out? I have a question about this homework. Do you mind helping me out? I'm gonna need help getting things out of my car. You can ask for help. So that's the first step. Start a conversation. Can everyone say that with me? One, two, three, start a conversation. Good work. The second step. A, ask a question, which is going to come very quickly after you start the conversation because no one wants to be part of a conversation in which you are the only one talking. And so you need to ask a question. Questions could be anything. And there's a blank spot in there that just says uh, surface level, I believe. I believe it just says. Surface level cue, surface level question. It's anything. It's saying, I love that shirt. Where did you get it from? It's saying, we had this shared experience. Do you remember that? What was your experience of it? It's a surface level question. We're in math class together. You're gonna ask for their help. Do you mind helping me on this homework? Do you like math? It's a simple question. It's something that you're up to. It's something you're doing. But let me say, we all have room to grow here. Sometimes our brain just falls flat and we're like, what in the world do we ask about? Ask about something that you're up to, something that you can see, something that you're doing together. At the very least, Aubrey Miller taught me that a worthy question to ask is what is your favorite color? It says a lot about you. And you can start there. What is your favorite color? And go from there. Start by asking a question surface level. But then there's this middle thing that I'm going to be called, uh, I'm calling the thread that's going to get you from surface level to these like three starred questions. These are the goals. The goals are for you to get to the three questions. We're going to go back. The goals is to get you to these three questions that is, is there something that I could be praying uh, how can I pray for you? Is there something that I could be praying for you about? By asking someone that question, they have to say, I have need. There's something that I don't have or something that I want that I don't have. There's something that I'm struggling with. There's something that I, I, I actually want to invite something bigger than myself into. Can I pray for you? That's going to get you into conversations that are going to be so worth, worth talking about. Which, when you ask can I pray for you about anything? And they're like, yeah, actually I have this math test. You can be like, How are you doing in math? You can actually ask follow-up questions before praying for them, okay? The other question you could ask is, what do you think about God? So if you start talking about math class and the issues that you have in math class or maybe even where you where you um, got your clothing from, there's going to be a need for a thread to go from there to what do you think about God? And an easy thing, the thread, could be your involvement in church. You could say, I've actually seen that, that shirt on someone that I go to church with. Do you happen to go to church? And they say, no, I don't. And you're like, do you have any thoughts about God? Or maybe they say, yes, I do. Or maybe they say, no, I, um, I'm a different religion, and they share that with you. And you can say, do you, do you know who God is? What do you think about God? So church is an easy thread there to talk about who God is and ask questions about God. And then the other question you could ask is, how do you think you get to heaven? And usually this question is going to be the thread to get from surface level to heaven is going to be some sort of pain or hope that someone has. So you can be asking them, what's your dream job? What do you want to do for a living? And those questions will lead them to a place where they're going to have to articulate that there's something more that they want in life, that they might be disappointed if they don't get it leading you to the question of, do you know what heaven is? Do you believe in heaven? And if you believe that there's a heaven, how do you think you get there? That would be an interesting way of asking that question. So you're going to ask a question, hopefully getting to the place where you are going to ask those big questions. And in the midst of that, step number three is listen. Listening is going to be key. And how you listen, I give a couple of tips. You're going to make eye contact, which so many of you in this room right now are doing that with me. Giving eye contact communicates you're following, you're engaged, you're with me. So you're gonna give eye contact. You're gonna put your phone away, which again, so many of you in this room are doing that right now. You're gonna put your phone away. Even having your phone up and to to the side on a table that you're sitting at communicates, I could be interrupted at any moment meaning there might be something that comes before you at some point in this conversation. Instead, you're going to put your phone upside down or even put it away to communicate, there's nothing that's going to pull me away from this conversation right now. You are the most important thing to me, okay? You're going to listen through eye contact, putting your phones away, body language. You're going to be facing them and engaged with them, even nodding, nodding your head, or using verbal cues like, yeah, or wait, tell me more about that, or ooh, you're going to use verbal cues and nodding your head to continue to communicate that you are engaged. And then finally, you're going to ask clarifying questions. Someone's going to share something about their experience or maybe their life, and you're going to be like, oh, wait, I, um, I was actually wondering what happened in between that and that, or how did you get there, or why do you really enjoy that? Tell me more about that. Or maybe you're going to say, I actually have a different experience, and so I need to understand where you're coming from there. Do you mind talking more about that? I have a question. So you're going to ask clarifying questions, and that's part of listening is asking questions. So to go over this, start a conversation. Hey, what's up? I'm Phoebe. Ask a question. Where'd you get your shirt? Listen. No way. Oh my gosh. Do you go to church? You're going to start listening and asking these questions to get to a place where you're going to actually tell the story. This is the hardest place to get to because it is a place in which you're going to communicate what you believe, which there is a great chance that it is something different than what they believe. And we live in a culture in which we do not want to be in disagreement or conflict with others because we lose friends that way. But the reality is, is if you believe in the gospel that Jesus Christ died for your sins, then the only way to experience relationship with God for all of eternity is to believe in Jesus, that he died for your sins, then the friend that you're sitting across the table with will be going to hell if they do not believe that, which is harsh news and typically not something you will explicitly tell someone who does not believe in Jesus, but it is something that should drive us and actually encourage us to share the good news of Christ Because we have a responsibility to share this good news that does not have limit. There is no limit to God's love. So we have the opportunity to share it with the people that we love so that we get to experience eternity with them in God's presence. This is a simple tool that I'm going to give you. If you have your own Bible, pull it out. If you do not have a Bible with you, I'm going to have you just look at the, um, the verses and then grab a Bible on your way to what we're going to be doing next. And this is called the Romans Road. If you have your Bible, I want you to open it and experience the flipping with me. You're going to open it to Romans, and this is going to be one tool to helping you communicate the gospel using scripture. Romans 3.23 first, it says this, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. First things first, everyone has experienced sin, messing up, not getting it right, okay? Everyone in this room has experienced, I have done bad, I have done wrong. So anyone you talk to will also experience that. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. Most people will recognize that they have sin and they have need, Romans 6.23. You can flip over to that. 6.23. It says this, for the wages of sin is death. Okay, I'll pause there. Meaning the messing up that we have done in our life, the only thing that could free us from that, like what we owe is death. Therefore, we must die, be separated both physically and spiritually from God. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, there is a way out. The punishment of the sin that we have done is death, but there is a man, Jesus Christ, who has taken on that death for us, taken on the punishment, which leads us to Romans 5.8. You'll flip back a little bit. Romans 5.8 says this, But God showed his love for us in that while we were were still sinners, Christ died for us. So while we are still sinners, not when we had everything cleaned up, but while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He actually took on the punishment of sin, which was death, and he took that sin to the grave. And so God loves us sinners. He loves the person you're sitting across from, a sinner, And those sins have already been paid for. Romans 10.9, you're going to flip over there. Romans 10.9 says this. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. How do I actually experience eternal life with Jesus Christ? You confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he has saved you from your sins. And that is how you experience, that's actually how you get to heaven, is receiving the forgiveness that Christ has already extended you while you were a sinner. And that is the gospel. Later, Romans 8.1, or actually earlier, Romans 8.1 says this, in the case that anyone is afraid that, well, what if I keep doing bad? What if I actually can lose my relationship with God? You can reassure them that there's no way that they can. It says this, Romans 8.1, There is therefore now no condemnation but those who are in Christ Jesus. There's no reason for shame and guilt. And verses 38 to 39 says this, For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing will be able to take away the forgiveness that Jesus has offered you. I'm going to point our attention to the screen to watch a, v- a video that is four minutes that is also going to explain the gospel in the case that you feel like you do not have words to explain, you can YouTube this video that explains the gospel and our need for Christ. And so we're gonna watch this, and then we're gonna actually engage in this activity of talking with someone and sharing the gospel with them. And so turn your attention to the screen now.
1: You, look at your eyes. Look at them, speckled, colorful, each one unique, and I created every one of them. I created everything, the universe and you. I gave you your personality. I made you pure, complex, and every day, give you life. I love you. But something happened. You cheated on me. You didn't trust me. You sinned. You cut yourself off from me. And although you're still alive, you are slowly dying. So you looked for other things. To fill the void. But nothing works. It just kills you faster. And it separates us more so many sins, and they have a cost, someone has to die, you or me, so I took on your sin.
0: going to do is I'm going to read a prayer over you that's on the back of your sheet, and it's going to be a prayer for openness that you guys would actually engage in real conversation. You don't have to make up stories or make up where you are with God, but I do want to encourage you that you both will experience um, in the pairings that you will have, you will both experience um, actually sharing the explicit gospel with one another and wrestling through it together. And so I'm going to read this, and then right after that, Raise your hand if you remember. Don't say anything out loud. Raise your hand if you remember who your partner was for Head, Shoulders, Knees Cup that you first joined with. Raise your hand. For those of you who don't remember your partner or don't have one because you came in late, what you're going to do is you're going to get to meet my sister Lexi. And Lexi is going to pair you up just right then and there, All right? But you need to go with the partner that you started with and you're going to find a space in here or in this little room that we have a ping pong table in. And with your partner, you can either grab a soda in this cooler. You can grab a deck of cards. Or you can grab some string to make bracelets. And I'm offering that to you because typically we won't just be sitting across the table with nothing to do with someone you're going to share the gospel with. You're going to be doing something. You're going to be hanging out at someone's house and drinking a Diet Coke. You're going to be playing cards at someone's house, hanging out. You're going to be making a bracelet together, doing something crafty. Okay, So you're actually going to get to do those things together. Maybe even start by asking questions about those things before you start asking questions about their relationship with God and if they know who Jesus is. I'm going to pray this for us. Author of all our stories, who imagined us into being, be with us as we share the plots of our lives. Create a sacred space where the words we speak will be heard with compassion, not judgment. Remind us to reveal only as much of the mystery of who we are as we feel comfortable disclosing. Help us to read between the lines of each other's lives and see the themes that connect each scene together. Keep us from the temptation to tell each other's stories or to use anything that is said against today against one another. Thank you for the opportunity to know who you are as we discover your incarnation in each other. Amen. And with a quiet voice, you're gonna find your partner, grab something to do together, and find a space in this room.